Okay, guys, we are live to sound like Ivan on tech, my favorite. Um, so I'm recording back with my microphone and we are looking at today, which is Wednesday, the 15th of November. It's halfway through November. The moon is in Sag and that's great. I'm a big fan of that. Um, expansive vibes. The beginning of the week was a little interesting with the new moon in Scorpio and I will be talking about that in the pod. I'm not going to do it all live on Instagram. Um. I know I need to be filming these things. Can my tabs, as Dad would say. <laughs> I know I need to be filming. I do know that for promo, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Well, it's, I'm okay doing it live, but do you know what I mean? Like all the makeup, all the lights. Anyway, I'll get over it one day. I'll get over it. very One day, very, very soon. So we got the moon in Sag. We, then the moon will move to Capricorn. The, the big exciting things of the week are the sun conjunction with Mars. So that happens once every two years because Mars has a two-year orbit. Um, but it, they only meet in Scorpio about every 30 years, I believe. Um, I know that the, the patterns tend to repeat. For instance, last year we had Mars retrograde in Gemini and we haven't had that since 1990. So we haven't had this since 1991. So I feel that this is how Mars vibes, that he just repeats things every 30 years in particular signs. They, they meet conjunction, but not in Scorpio. And Mars rules Scorpio traditionally. So this is extra, like, extra bang, extra Scorpio shit. And then the moon will go from Capricorn to Aquarius. We'll have the first quarter on the 20th, where this is Biden's birthday. So Biden's solar return is very, very interesting. And what have we got here? Moon squares Mercury on Tuesday. That's okay. That's not a big deal. Okay, I'm going to do the rest on the pod, but nice to see you and um, see you soon. So, hello. Welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. I did the intro live on Facebook. Um, not Facebook. Someone's told me I need to. Um, you know, I'm really... I really want to amp up the promo because basically I've got everything, haven't I? I've got courses, I've got the pod, I've got one-to-ones, I've got retreats, but I'm not hammering socials enough with like the the clickbait t-shirt and TikTok and all the rest of it. So I, I'm getting that in gear. And to do that, I am going to have to start filming things a little bit more. So we will get there. And maybe, maybe we'll see that with the Sun Conjunct Mars that is happening at the weekend. Um, I'm going to use my phone now that I'm no longer recording I can look at the chart there's something just very intimate about not filming <laughs> and it allows me to drop my glasses okay we're here so how are you how was the new moon I we were doing the retreat all weekend and really really amping it up you know like we didn't just have the new moon the whole retreat was around the new moon and so we used the whole moon cycle as in the waning moon a new moon is when the moon is invisible. People still get confused and, and quite rightly, like, how would you know if nobody's ever told you? I think, you know, I'm, I'm here to explain these very beginning things because for years and years on Instagram, particularly, I don't know, like 2016, 2017, when people, the yoga teachers were posting about the moon, they'd, they'd, there's still a lot of confusion between new moon and full moon because we all think full moon is the moon and a new moon is a new full moon. But 
that's what people think. It's not the case. There's a full moon, which is a full moon. And a new moon is when the moon is completely invisible. So you have a beautiful dark sky, which is why we had amazing star watching at the weekend, because there's no moon. So the stars are brighter, particularly if it's clear and freezing like it was. And the freezingness helps because there's no cloud cover. And, 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 and yeah, uh, so the, the new moon is the reset. The new moon is when we begin. And in the days leading up to the new moon, there's a tiny little crescent moon in the mornings. The crescent moon in the evenings is waxing. It's getting bigger and bigger. Always. This is just how it works scientifically. So when you can see an evening little beautiful crescent moon, it's waxing. It's getting bigger. When you see it in the morning, it's waning. It's shrinking. It's going down to being uh, a new moon and resetting. And so we did all that kind of releasing, releasing, releasing and understanding Pluto in our charts because Pluto is what rules Scorpio. And so we, we really dug into that. And then we looked at Uranus because Uranus was aspecting the new moon so much. So we really got to grips with our understandings of those planets. And then we did a new moon ritual Monday morning because conveniently the moon was at 9.30 a.m. and we didn't have to check out till 12. So it, it was all... It was very aligned, you know, it's very written in the stars. I I didn't elect the chart, but we did discover that it was, we had a rising Taurus chart for the whole retreat um, with Jupiter bang on the ascendant. And I, do you know what? I didn't, I hadn't checked, but I felt it. I I knew everything was going to flow. And, and that's, and that's what I mean. We don't need to do astrology to do astrology because we just kind of know sometimes we have a gut feeling about things and that will often reflect in the astrology, which is why astrology is Amazing. One of the many reasons astrology is amazing. So this week, going to be kind of brief. I'm doing an interview on Friday and I do want to do more of that, I think. Um, I do want to do more of everything. I'm, I'm enthusiastic. Perhaps it's all the Jupiter. I did a post last week because I, I wasn't sure about whether I wanted to share the pod. And it was really good to get feedback and people like, no, I like your opinions. I like the way you just kind of talk about stuff. And... Yeah, I've been doing maybe a bit more of that in Instagram stories where it's probably easier because it goes away. You know, you can share an opinion on Instagram stories and 24 hours later it's gone. And even then, you might want to get rid of it sooner. Laying things down in the pod um, or approaching delicate subjects in the pod also is less interactive. Because on Instagram, people can reply to the story. Well, I don't see all the replies, but still, there's more of an interactive element. It, it's a bit, It's a bit dogmatic to go at it it's not necessarily dogmatic but it feels a little bit dogmatic to go at it in the pod anyway so here we are we've got a nice week and i'll tell you why now of course notwithstanding you can the country's chart and the transits to a country can sometimes wipe out your own transit it's not just about you it's not just about your chart that we we are living on the earth within a certain situation within a certain family within a marriage whatever and all those things have charts so there's things beyond us but the more we individuate, I really, particularly everything we we're looking at the weekend, the power of individuation and the importance of individuating so that we don't get swept up in society, in the wants and needs of society, which are very bossy, very dominating. Um, we are, it keeps happening. And I think the red flag is when you start to feel it, whether it was commenting on Russell Brand or having a having a comment on this or having a comment on that just gets a bit like you know a bit much and I've already discussed that so I'm not going to do it again today 
let's look at the astrology. Let's look at what's going on in the sky and understand how we individually can use this time to become more aware, more empowered and behave and interact with the world in a constructive way, whatever that is, whether you're feeling like you want to help your family, whether you want to be political, whether you're going to email your MP, whether you are going to stand up to the the theft. I think this topic of theft is really interesting. You know, the, the shops and digital ID and, and the technology age, that is coming. That's coming. Can we fight it? I know my teachers sometimes talk about Steiner and the electrification of the earth and the sort of inevitab- inevitability. There is this, there is something that with Pluto... The, the planet, the rule Scorpio, and the, most of the time, the furthest out planet in, in our solar system for, for 20 years of its 260-year orbit, it does move within Neptune. So it's not always. And I think this, that's kind of interesting. Um, everything is symbolic. And if you want to understand the, the planets, there is that tussle between Pluto and Neptune because the heavens were split between the brothers, Jupiter Neptune and Pluto and Jupiter became king of the gods, Neptune king of the seas and and Pluto king of the underworld. Um, But Neptune always wants more. And who's the wealthiest? Pluto, because all the souls will die and we all go to the underworld. And that is a continual accumulation. And that's where the gold is. And that's where the gems are. I am going to, if if I get round to it, (laughs) um, I really want to put together some of what I we did in the retreat because, you know, I think I said this last week, I really worked hard at making sure we had astrology content because when we were in Rome for the retreat last time, I was, you know, it was like, okay, get there. I'm going to do yoga and then we'll have breakfast and we get a taxi to Rome and then we come back at nine o'clock and then, you know, and then we had Sunday and then everybody left on Monday. You know, <laughs> it's like, whoa. And we, we talked, we talked about Chiron because it was a full moon conjunct Chiron and I always align it with whatever's going on. I really, this one wasn't like that. We didn't have any trips. We didn't have any yoga. We just had walking and astrology. So it was much more, and it was an advanced retreat. So everybody who came knew uh, knew how to read their chart-ish and, and definitely has a, has a go at looking at other people's charts. I mean, when I say ish, I mean totally. Everybody there was, it's not it's not that they were professional astrologers, but they, you know, they'd, they'd been at it for a while. So we could do some deeper stuff. And yeah, I'm going to get on with sharing that. But and perhaps there I'll talk about this a little bit more and we we can speculate on it. We can also think about what do we want to co-create? Do we have free will? I I don't know. How should I know? I'm not here to answer the free will debate. It's, it's an ancient debate. Is, is free will concurrent or possible with an omnipotent God? If God is the force and the deity behind everything, surely he should know everything. Therefore, if we have free will, then... God doesn't know. Um, is it possible that we have free will and an omniscient energy force, God, whatever you want to call it? Um, I always thought that to be the case. And and are there multiple timelines? A lot of people say that, that we're there's parallel universes where where we are and um and, and on a different life somewhere in a parallel universe, our life is slightly different again. I don't know. We did the Joe Dispenza meditation at the weekend, which was just perfect because in cycles, if you have cycles, I'd written one of the journal prompts was if you could click your fingers and change something, what would it be? This is an incredible lunation for manifesting with the quantum. 3D is speeding up. 
be careful what you wish for it's coming you know and that's that's kind of what we did in the meditation it we we worked with these crazy visualizations that sometimes are a little bit jarring they you know they feel a little bit jarring sometimes i i think joe dispenser's work opens up cans of worms cans and cans incredible the the healing the healing from cancer the healing from carpal tunnel the healing from you know being in a wheelchair not able to walk the healing that goes on on his watch is phenomenal but still you know he's not the inventor of energy and meditation and he's actually i found him very reasonable and funny actually when i was on his retreat he there's the brand and the power behind it but actually he's he's pretty he seems pretty rational and yeah just cool <laughs> just in the flow and understands things and yes he's a businessman but you know that's that's different but if and if you don't know what i'm talking about go and read joe dispenser's books dr joe dispenser you are the placebo i mean i've bought them i didn't read them i'll be honest i went to his retreat where he spoke about it all instead um i think what's in the books i started reading them but I bought them and made my family read them. So you are the placebo and something else. Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Anybody who has anything, you know, gut issues. I met a lady on the tube after the retreat. I think maybe the first day because quite a few Londoners were there or, you know, people in the UK, people staying with friends. And we were having a chat. She was like, oh, I had this terrible issue. And then people often have this kind of healing crisis with Joe Dispenza's stuff where you're, you know, you're like a really upset stomach for a day and then it's gone. Really remarkable. Remarkable. And we should be talking about this more and more and more and more. So I will. That's why I do it. That's why, that's why I'm repeating myself for everybody's benefit because I think we all need to understand and take the time to investigate this. And Saturn is in Pisces. Saturn is where we're learning as a collective. And Pisces is energy and sensitivity and healing. And just in, like I've said in previous podcasts, we are understanding compassion and connection that little bit more. That's that's the lesson that we're under at the minute with Saturn in Pisces. And, uh, you know, it's just it's where the mind goes, whether whether we're focusing it or not. I think, you know, I'm automatically being guided that way. Okay, okay, okay. So as I speak, we have Sun at 22. Love that for us um uranus is at 2058 so the sun uranus i guess was yesterday i was i was so lazy yesterday tired i mean i'd worked all this weekend and the weekend before i was on steffi's retreat so i basically hadn't had a weekend since i got back from the states i don't think had i i didn't feel like i did because <laughs> i was just so fast-paced catching up with everything and whatever so yesterday i was like you need a break or you're gonna have a breakdown and that and it was really unlike me. I always want to go to yoga and exercise and run around and do things. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I just want to eat chocolate. <laughs> That's it. Really weird. Just one day. I'm back on it today. Maybe maybe you experienced that, but I guess that's because of the rebellion, because the sun was opposite Uranus and Uranus is the the rebel planet that just flips everything on its head. So I the contrary response happened. It just somehow it just tripped me out. And I was like, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm not replying to anything just I need to take a step back and maybe also Uranus can just be that inner insight and it, that somehow I just thought I just knew like you got to stop 
maybe you experienced that. Maybe you experienced some just kind of weirdness yesterday where things were going too fast and you were like, I'm not up for that today. Jupiter is still in Taurus. He's retrograde. He will be retrograde until the 30th of December. I think that I, I, do, I do think that bodes well for New Year's Eve. I really, New Year's Eve next year, not so great. <laughs> I looked at that the other day on a call. I can't remember who it was with. It was a group call. But we've got retrograde Mars in Leo opposite Pluto on New Year's Eve. So retrograde Mars, I'm never a fan of anyway. In Leo, very dramatic. Opposite Pluto. No, thanks. <laughs> of course, we can always do great things with the astrology. Great, great things happen every day. Terrible things happen every day because we um, we interact with the planets differently. That's why it's so important to understand how you respond to a planet. And that's what we did this weekend is understand your lens. What lens do you have? Do we even see color the same way? What are we all looking at? Saturn is still at zero Pisces, amplifying energy medicine, sensitivity, spirituality, connection, water, rain, issues with water, and just calling anybody with planets at zero, it's a real whip crack. It's making things rather intense, I would say. The moon moves to Capricorn early tomorrow for us in the UK, and they're very late in the day in the US and when the moon moves to Capricorn it's mainly mainly good vibes because it will sextile Saturn which is which is very constructive and it will trine Jupiter which which is also great moon train Jupiter lovely however it will square Venus that's now in Libra so at the moment today with the moon in Sag and Mercury in Sag there's a lot of um, harmonious conversation networking ability with Mercury in Sag forming a happy aspect to venus the charmer so we can be very chatty and easy breezy maybe that's why i'm so lazy to be fair that that really could be it that yesterday tuesday yeah mercury was at six sag and venus was at six libra and i was just in full like just give me pleasure i don't want no effort here please because <laughs> that's venus venus attracts venus wants pleasure she wants to lie down and eat chocolate um it's saturn and mars that like work strive climb and for some reason it just all felt it just all felt very easy and um, sleepy and relaxing. Um, but then when the moon moves to Capricorn, so on Thursday, there'll be some kind of tension between what you want to do and what you need to do, which hopefully means I get stuff done. <laughs> Won't be eating chocolate in bed. I wasn't in bed. Anyway, Sun trine Neptune on Friday. Interesting. So if we look at Friday, we've got... The sun at 24 Scorp and Neptune at 24 Pisces. 24 and 59 minutes, I must say. So that's at 15.06 on Friday the 17th. Um, they are yeah really in flow, artistic, creative. That means that Mars is pretty much already trying to Neptune. And Mars is trying Neptune earlier in the day. So very, very inspired. Make it happen because the sun and Mars are together in Scorpio. Now, you might hear people talk about that being a bit much explosive. I know that if it's your birthday or a birthday round now, such as Joe Biden, who has his birthday on the 20th, that he therefore has sun conjunct Mars in Scorpio. I'd be interested if any of you are sort of astrology geeks, what happened in 2004 to Joe Biden? Because he's, he's I could look, can't I? I always forget when I'm doing a pod 
that um, can pause. Just as with um, Chandler, Matt Perry, when I looked at the eclipse cycle, because everything repeats 19 years, look at 19 years ago, what happened in 2004? Friends ended. I I mean, I wrote it on the post. I wonder what happened in 2004. And I, I thought it would be, I was looking just at him. I, do, I wasn't looking at the TV show. I forgot, of course, friends ended. So there's been, I imagine that that was very emotionally testing for Matthew Perry. Um, okay, let's see what's going on. Mm. Okay, so very interesting. If I look at Joe Biden's solar return, because the Sun-Mars conjunction happened in 1991. So if I look at the 20th of November, 1991, then, yeah, we we have Sun and Mars. It actually happened a few days later. Oh, it didn't happen until, oh no, a few days earlier, sorry. Oh, it was actually the 10th. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in looking at patterns and particularly repeating cycles. Now, the Sun-Mars conjunction Scorpio happened on the 10th of November 1991. So it's not a real repetition. However, on the 20th of November 1991, we have the Sun at 27, Mars at 24, and Pluto at 20. So we have a Sun-Mars-Pluto conjunction. That's intense. That is not low-key. And there's all there's a lot of stories, I've just been Googling, something to do with Anita Hill, which who I've never heard of before, um, if you're interested in, in stalking this, then you can see that some it's basically a Me Too situation where Anita Hill wasn't taken seriously. And people were talking about this in 2019 before Biden was elected, saying, how's how's this going to age? Are people going to be exploring this story? If there is a, an echo, then perhaps there is going to be some kind of Biden secret sexual thing that emerges this year where there is another story of some kind of me, me too situation scorpionic it could also be money but i would imagine that over the next year if history is going to repeat that there could be something of that nature and for the rest of us the sun mars conjunction is the beginning it's a new cycle just like the moon begins a cycle and then she waxes and she has the first quarter and we have the full moon every month the Sun and Mars do this every two years. They meet and then they have the first square and then they have the opposition during the retrograde, which will be this time next year-ish. And then we have, but what it'll be next, um, probably if Mars is retrograding through Leo and Cancer, it'll be somewhere in Capricorn or Aquarius season next year. And then you have the final quarter and you can track a story if you want. But what we want to do with the Sun and Mars is is activate them and, and work with them and understand how we can begin with force with the zeal and determination of a Scorpio that you know that kind of ruthless scorpionic intent to to make something happen um it's a very powerful thing so I'm gonna very very quickly do horoscopes just these are not long this is like which area of your life is the sun and Mars? conjunction happening in um it's going to be the same as the new moon so it's a, a follow-on and particularly because we have the first quarter just just a few days after the sun mars conjunction and obviously one week after the new moon because that's how it always is there's like okay do you mean it let's activate it let's really dig into this let's really energize this it's peak peak waxing moon between the new moon and the full moon full energy and maybe you won't be in the full energy mode but the sky certainly will 
So Aries is in your eighth house, sex, death, other people's money. Of course, use your own chart. If you know how to read your birth chart, if you know which house this is, if you know that this conjunction is aspecting a placement, a planet or a point in your birth chart, work with that. If you're not sure, then look at Learn to Read Your Birth Chart on my website so you can learn how to really interact with your own chart. Aries, it's in your eighth sex death other people's money where how will you set an intention around that area of your life around the depth the secrets the potential to transform Taurus it's in your relationship sector it's in your seventh any partnership could be energized it could be it could be make or break to be honest it, it could be very exciting to meet somebody new but it could also be a bit much quite heated so just watch out for your responses and and how much you let people annoy you gemini it's in your sixth so this is a health routine big time health or work new routine new age maybe i'm gonna start wearing makeup next week you know this is it sun and mars in my in my sixth house and i'm gonna be like bang that's off we go come on up your game put some force into this cancer it's in your fifth your children your home maybe they're taking a lot of your energy maybe they're stressing you out um so you know watch watch that there but also you could put some Renew energy into your projects. Leo is in your fourth, your home, your family. Again, are they annoying you or are you setting some new ideas about how you want, what you want your home life to be like? And and if you're going with the flow, you're going to love it. If if it's just not sitting right, temper, temper. Virgo, it's in your third, your communication, your neighbors. Are your neighbors annoying you? Are your siblings annoying you? Are you saying everything that needs to be said? Because this is a great time to be like, do you know what? I'm just going to be more decisive and I'm going to be clearer and I'm not going to be so worried about offending and that's it. But also bear in mind that, you know, Mars is feisty. You don't want to destroy. Libra, this is in your second house of your possessions, your self-esteem, your values, your your what you own and what you charge. Venus is in your sign, so nice time you feeling you feeling more confident you're feeling better about yourself after venus being retrograde all summer and giving you some ooh, just questions about things so yeah this is a renewed a renewed bit of self-esteem and energy about how you show up in the world scorpio it's in your sign um more power to you it, this is about your identity how you interact how the way you get on with things your decisiveness you're already very decisive but again it's a move towards the future you're making you're making it happen. Sag, it's in your 12th. Your dreams. What are your dreams showing you? What have you been hiding from yourself? How is your subconscious niggling at you? Maybe something flares up. I think particularly if you have like a bad knee or a bad back or a head or a cold, anything over the next week, Sag, I think that could be some psychological buried stuff coming out in the body that you're not that isn't being acknowledged and if that happens to you i would i would explore it with a spiritual lens capricorn this is in your 11th your friends how are you interacting with your pals are you leading maybe you want to organize a group trip or you want to organize something and make make life happen and you realize actually that there are some there's always someone who wants to upset the apple cart and moderate Keep hitting your eye on that, I would say. Aquarius, this is in your 10th. This is your career vibes. Like, okay, cracking on Aquarius. Uranus is in your fourth. You you may have been fe feeling held back and frustrated. And now you're you are out of here. You're moving on. You've got 
you've got aspirations and you're going for it. And Pisces, this is in your ninth. So you're teaching with boundaries as previously discussed in a in an earlier pod. And you are moving toward um you maybe you're planning a trip, maybe you're going away, you want to learn something, you're putting energy into it, you're committing to a course, you're committing to an idea, a vision, a trip, a plan. You're gonna make it happen with within the next two years. Okay. So that is um Sun and Mars. We have all the usual moon aspects, moon and Capricorn will meet Pluto on Saturday. That can be intense. I think, you know, Saturday is powerful. We've got sun conjunct Mars and moon conjunct Pluto. I'm going to work on Saturday. Mm, yep, absolutely. I'm going to be here making things happen because for a start, it's in my sixth house. <laughs> so it makes sense. But also, um, and I've been away the past two weekends, so I need to catch up on things. But it just makes sense that when when the energy is this laser beam, why wouldn't I use that and focus with it? And then on Sunday, we've got the moon in Aquarius, trying Venus and Libra, much more social, sextile, Mercury and chatty, friendly, sad. Get out of the box. Get out there. Go, go, go. Fr- friendly. Uh, much more easy breezy than Saturday. So I, yeah, I would save my socializing for sure. We have the quarter moon on Monday, which is just intensifying all of this energy. Like, are you actually going to do what you say you're going to do? Go for it. Fixed. Amplifying. Of course, there can be tension out in the world politically, but what about you? What's your inner volcano doing? How are you moving through life? And Tuesday, moon is in Pisces. The moon enters Pisces on Monday. Much sweeter, but you know, the moon in Pisces isn't doing any great aspects with, with Venus. Sextile Jupiter which in the middle of the night, basically, in the in the UK. But I hope I hope you have a nice sleep. <laughs> Jupiter and Taurus, Moon and Pisces, creative, going with the flow. And then we get some intense Scorpio, you know, before the sun enters Sag, we have the sun at 29, Scorpio, on Tuesday. I think I'm going to try and do an event then. Moon, sextile. Uh, Mars will be sextile Pluto, so they'll both be at 28, uh, and the sun will be at 29. I feel like Tuesday is a really fiery day. And um, it's got and sensitive and creative. It, it's it's potent. It's uh, the no. There's another word I want. Not potent. It's like fecund. It's fertile. It's it's got a. It's a lot to handle Tuesday, I believe. And it could be very creative, but it's it's also like don't sit on your laurels. Make make things happen. There's an urgency to Tuesday. And then Sagittarius scenes begins. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Moon conjunct Neptune. <laughs> you know into the dreamscape we go and then a few hours later the sun moved to sag um and the moon will enter aries and everybody just i mean it could be i know you have thanksgiving in the states and you might be with your families it's quite you know it's giving opinionated vibes (laughs) you kind of slip into it all idealistic and think it's going to be chill and then bang (laughs) um what about wednesday have i done that Mm. Just very fiery. Moon and Aries trying Sun and Sag. It's, I love that shift every year. I'm, we, we go from Scorpio. It's like Tuesday is going to be so dark and stormy, and then, but also magical because Scorpio is magic. And then you move into Sag, and it's like, woo, off we go. Um, for better or worse, for better or worse. So there we go. That's it. That's the kind of brief lowdown of the week and the the energy shift. 
I will be chatting about it, newslettering about it. Please subscribe to the newsletter. And I, anything else I need to say? Anything else I need to say? I might do a beginner's retreat. I'm not sure about January because it's pretty soon. Um, but if there is demand and you want to get away for a weekend, um, then I might do that in Wales. If I, f- I found somewhere that has more capacity. This the, the location I just did was really good for intimate retreat and for like a lot of interaction, a lot of conversation. I felt like I really got to know everybody there. Whereas in Rome, there's 20 of us and I... I some people I only had br- very brief chats with whereas here I got to know everybody's story which was actually really nice and I think if I think that's it's quite good I think it's a good way of doing in-person work and not just being on the periphery but we'll see and the other retreat the other events we've got I've got a yoga um, event on the 10th of December a chill Sunday afternoon in London Bridge, two minutes from the tube, well, maybe five minutes, but very close to the tube. And then there is the winter solstice psychic night event with Rosie that will be beautiful. That's like winter solstice 21st afternoon as the sun sets, walking through the trees, very romantic and magical as Jupiter is stationing as well. So I like that for the tree vibes. Other than that, thank you for listening. And I'll be back with an interview very soon. You have been listening to the Astrology Oddcast with Francesca Oddi. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it and you didn't just um, think, ah. (laughs) I hope you use this sun and Mars energy fruitfully and it doesn't bite you on the bum and take you by surprise that you are aware that the energies are strong and if people wind you up, you, you hold that libido. I think it's libidinal energy, is it? Yeah, it's vital impulse, vital libido, vital impulse or energy, often sexual desire. Often this word is found in its adjectival form, libidinal energy, is that which propels an object instinct, like sexual desire, but not necessarily sexual desire. And that's why sex is Mars, so that kind of desire, that libido, but also it's just a force. It's a propelling force, Mars. And so anything that propels you to something else this weekend, channel it. Try, you know, anger is always valid, but you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, thank you for listening to the Astrology Oddcast and see you soon.